But listen, if you ever need help with your computer, Apple Care is phenomenal. Oh my God, aren't they ever awesome? Yeah. Oh, it's insane. Like you I've had trouble, with, I've had trouble with stuff that had nothing to do with Apple and call them. They're like, yeah, well, it's not really our thing, but let me see what if I can help you here. So it will walk you through. Oh, and you're like, right? We're doing something. Well, what yeah, I was, uh, um, they talked us out of buying their cloud and go get Amazon. He's like, if you got Amazon, don't even buy the Mac cloud. You've got all you'll need over there. Like they are like helpful as fuck. If I found it tomorrow that my wife was cheating on me, I'd call Apple Care to ask him what I should do. <laughs> no Actually, joke. if your wife was cheating on you with an Apple Care guy, you'd be like, I understand. Yeah, uh, that was well, yeah. true. Yeah, if, if she was cheating, that I would care. I'd be like, yeah, no, that that guy takes care of business. Mm, oh. I can't compete Aww. with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, here we are, season two of the Deke Snipe Silly Podcast. Can you believe it? Season two. We had almost thirty episodes <laughs> in our first year. Uh, Let's beat it this year, though. Well, we almost got to. I don't see how we can't. We really never started until the season started, which was really January. Yeah. And it was and, only half a season, really. Yeah, it was half a season, and we were doing. One every week to 10 days or so, and people were kind of responsive to that. Uh, just so our listeners know, our uh, our ratings were on the climb all year, and that's always good to see, picking up listeners across the world, which is really cool, uh, with our biggest fan bases being good old Newfoundland, where we're all from, and of course, Southern Ontario, because we're all Leafs fans. Yeah. So a lot of Southern Ontario listeners, really appreciate you guys. But big news uh, for this season. We're see some... We've got new faces. Yeah, and I'd say that the hot spot for listeners in CBN is about to go insane. Yeah, Conception Bay North <laughs> about to explode. We've added a fourth host, guys. Uh, our good friend Patty Phillips has joined the show. You guys might have known. Yeah, there we go. Welcome aboard, matey. Patty was our first ever Average Joe <laughs> guest because we like to do the Average Joes. And uh, yes. then Patty kind of just stuck around like an old cat, like when you feed your cat, like yeah. it's around yeah. your door, like it just doesn't go away. <laughs> Patty joined us for a few yeah. different episodes, guest episodes, as guest it's hosts. Like, and y'all getting any more of those podcast buzz? Yeah. That's true. That's true. Get me in the podcast. I'll save you a draw. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know Patty's joined us, guys. So you're going to see lots more Patty, hopefully, if everything goes well. Thanks all, for having me. All four yeah, of us is going to try to try to get on as much as possible but like i said it gives yeah. us the option too of not all of us having to be here all the time so that's cool too yeah um yep. that works out patty's been a good friend of ours ever since i can't, i guess we kind of all met the same time really online technically through uh Leafs yeah Facebook pretty much group, and we've become friends from that uh, like 10 years ago i guess or not it's from the same fine little town as my wife so i might have met him earlier six seven years ago Post yeah in any case the other big news uh <laughs> our sponsor from season one has come back to sponsor season two so a Thanks, huge Tom. shout out to the most important people to keep this stuff going our sponsor is phg sports out of whitby ontario now you know phg from your costco warehouse they're the guys who set up with the hand signed merchandise the photos the jerseys the helmets the pucks you name it they've got it uh phg sports that's where the pros sign so you can also get phg sports at www.phgsports.com you can order online they'll ship right to your door so Big thank you. We can't thank you guys enough for uh, coming on board and making all this possible. Uh, so, guys, if you're right around uh, Costco's and you see their display, stop by, chat with the guys. Uh, they, they're more than happy just to talk hockey when anyone comes along. Fantastic, fantastic dudes. But without further ado, we've got a guest. It's the season two, episode one of the Deke Snipes LA podcast. You guys asked for it. We got it. The one, the only, Mr. Joe Bowen has joined us. Get her tatter. Let's get at her.
All right. Uh, well, guys, welcome to season two, episode number one of the Deke Snipe Sally podcast with your hosts, myself, Ryan Gates, Chad Newman, Kylie Mern, and of course, our new host. Uh, he was our stand-in host. He's going to be an official fourth host for this season, uh, Mr. Patty Phillips. Uh, we do have a guest, of course, our season uh, season opening guest, apparently, for, <laughs> for this last right. year and this year. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll Home do I'm going to do a different set of credentials though this time. Like I said, I gave all the all the accolades last time. I'm going to do it a little bit differently this year. I'm going to say he's uh, owner of the Green Bay Packers, uh, star of Amazon's All or Nothing. He's a hockey hall of famer, voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and friend of the show, Mr. Joe Bowen. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks for having me. No problem. So that's the I first thing I, I, I got. Get, I don't get any money for being an owner of the Green Bay Packers, and I got no money for All or Nothing. So... And I'm not getting any money for this show. So there's got to be a <laughs> <laughs> We got a few perks. No, I got perks. No, the last time I was on, I, I, I well, I, uh, we had quite a bit of that bottle that you got sent down to us uh, for Thanksgiving <laughs> on the weekend. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. We love to hear Excellent. that. Oh, no, I was, hope you're I was enjoying actually, it. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Do you have any say in that, Joe, as if, as if they were going to use your, your voice and whatnot in All or Nothing, or is that just, just came no, out that way? I, no. Um, it was, um, I mean, I was quite surprised to be honest with you that it was used, I think, exclusively. I mean, Jimmy, Ralph, and I seem mm-hmm. to be uh, oh, the only voices that were used. I, I don't know if you there were that were in there, and and that was gratifying. Um, the I guess the puzzling thing is, is that if it's we're good enough to do that. Uh, we're not good enough to do TV here. So I haven't really been able to figure this out. And it's way, uh, uh, I've got people way above my pay grade uh, deciding this. So uh, yeah. it is kind of strange. Well, we yeah. want you to figure that TV. either, Joe. <laughs> it's, no. been, uh, it's been a question of, I mean, so many of ours for... And yeah. still all over Twitter. I don't the know whole how hashtag long. bring back Bowen, all the all yeah. the, all the popular tweets. Anywhere. I'm still here. No. no. <laughs> if anything, but you're if you're anything, not on our TV. I know, I know. But he's got you're been muscling mine, up now. You got Sean with you. You're gonna have more Bowens than anything else. Oh yeah, no, that was that was a very very proud uh, moment, um, and he's doing a great job with the Argos. Yeah, with the Argos. He he is. Uh, yeah. In fact, I just had to record a thing yesterday, and they've used it on Twitter. Uh, after the Argos uh, won the football game today where I gave it out a holy Mackinac, what a big win that was for the Argos. Of course, uh, having a little nice. fun with uh, Tiger Cat fans with Oski Wee Wee, Oski Wah Wah, holy Mackinac, Tigers, <laughs> even wrong. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, so it's been it's been a while since we chatted with you. Like I said, last yeah. time we chatted, Joe was like, I think we we're three games into the season last year, and we talked a lot about where the Leafs were and where they could end up, and a lot of what we talked about came to fruition. I mean, they made it to the playoffs. They they won the division, which is what we what we talked about. And again, it was anyone's guess from there. Um, but with regard to, I hate to even bring it up, last season and where we ended up, you've had time to reflect on last season, I guess now, and 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 think about everything you've seen leading up to that. Do you have any, like, I'll say, I'll call them final thoughts on last season heading into this season? Well, other than it, it, it proved to me uh, something that I already knew, and that is this is a really good league, and it's made mm-hmm. up of really, really good players. And I don't care how much money you make. All of these guys are good athletes. 
And when you get a group that will bind together and uh, pay the price, especially defensively. I mean, not everybody can have the silk hands of, of, of a Mitch Marner or an Austin Matthews, but everyone can work as hard as they can defensively. And that just means getting in the way. And that's what the Montreal Canadiens did. And unfortunately, the Leafs didn't fight through that enough. Uh, and, you know, and the other thing is you got to have some breaks. And when our second best centerman goes down uh, moments into the season or into the series, and then we get a break in uh, game four where, uh, you know, uh, Galchenyuk decides to turn the puck over and have a two on nothing going the wrong way uh, on, on a shorthanded rush. Yeah. Those kinds of breaks that happen. And uh, I've been talking lots of people off the ledge this summer. Um, and I, I pointed out that uh, Marshawn and Bergeron, when they were very young with the Boston Bruins, blew a 3 nothing series lead to the Philadelphia Flyers. So mental toughness is a thing that we talk about. And everybody wants grit and they want sandpaper and we want them to be mentally tough. You don't just acquire that by talking about it. It's something that you have to kind of go through. And I think this was this was the first time. I mean, and there have been disappointments, yes. The series with Boston, the, uh, the, the, the elimination by the Washington Capitals. But all of those series, the Leafs were underdogs. They were not underdogs against Montreal. They were heavy favorites. And uh, very similar to what uh, Tampa Bay had happened to them against Columbus before they went on, went on to win their two Stanley Cups. They got taught mental toughness pretty pretty dramatically with a four game sweep. So all of this, uh, you know, it's lessons that have to be taught, but lessons that have to be learned. And uh, you hope uh, that this group who are obviously talented enough uh, have uh, acquired by being forcibly taught uh, to have some mental toughness and some killer instinct to their game when they get into a situation like they were last year when they had a team on the road. So but we won't find that out. We won't find out unless they're good enough to get back into the postseason. And we're certainly anticipating that they are good enough to do that. And then we're going to find out whether the lessons were learned. Yeah. And then we'll find out if uh, this Canadian division and versus, you know, your regular Atlantic division is going to make that big of a difference. And I'm uh, interested to see that because that was a big accusation and they're record breaking things last year. But again, they're all NHL players trying to win the same thing. Chad, I think one of the things too, I, I think the, 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 the Canadian division or the uh, got a lot of bad publicity of this was the weakest division. Well, it wasn't. I mean, no. we had we had a, a guy win the Rocket Richard Trophy, the most valuable player in the league. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a first time since 1963, someone from the Toronto Maple Leafs made the first all-star team. Um, I mean, there was there was a lot went on in this in this division. And I think that, um, you know, everybody's going to find out that, you know what? Wow. Um, there are some pretty tough teams that uh, played oh, the 49 parallel. And we'll find out uh, this year while the divisions are now back to what uh, they were under normal circumstances. Yeah, I'm still a certain, I'm still hurt, uh, hearing all that stuff coming up to the season coming in. Everyone's going to, you know, try to make their predictions. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm all right. Things are fine. Yeah, so Joe, I think, I think yeah, sorry. I was going to say, sorry, personally, I think the biggest 
issue with the Leafs this year. As soon as they put out that list, Sportsnet, TSN, they all put out their list of who or what their predictions was. It was all Leafs in seven, Leafs in four, Leafs in five. And as soon as I seen that, I said to my boyfriend, "Uh uh-oh. That right there, it's like as soon as they have the pressure on them and they are the favorites to win anything, whether it be just a game, a period, whatever the case may be, it's this pressure. And then, like they said in, in the documentary, they have these demons. And until they get this, like Joe said, a killer instinct and they can just shut the game down, I don't know. I just really hope finally after heartbreak after heartbreak that maybe we might maybe we might see a difference this year. Yeah, maybe they got some I'm just not getting my hopes up. I can't do it to myself again. Can't do it. Too much pain. Too much pain. Yes, you can. And I will. And I will. Don't be trying to tell. You know, know, I'm watching the Boston Red Sox who have uh, become a powerhouse in Major League Baseball. But they didn't win the World Series since 1912 until they eradicated the evil empire of the New York Yankees by Mm -hmm. sweeping them after going down 3-0. Something dramatic happened. The guy's name was Big Poppy, right? And how about the Chicago Cubs? That was 1908. They never won a World Series while they were in Wrigley Field, which is the second oldest ballpark in Major League Baseball. And yet, it happened. Now, the bottom line about it all, I mean, and and it's, it's, uh, you know, we're all... We're all fans, and you're all, but you have to hang in there, obviously. And yeah, you're gonna gnash teeth and everything else that goes on. But when it does happen, and it will, and I sincerely hope that it's on my watch, it's gonna be so special that it's gonna be ridiculous. And you know, you you heard about uh, people, guys taking transistor or taking radios or, or however to a graveyard to sit with their grandfather or their dad who was a long time suffering Chicago Cub fan and yeah. they were listening to the game together in the graveyard. I mean, that's, that's what sports is all about. That's it the, is. Yeah. The, the best part about it is and the heartbreak. Uh, the only thing that's better than the heartbreak for the, 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 the type of feelings that you're going to have is the ultimate victory. And that's right. Unfortunately, yeah. Is when it happens. Only one team does that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So Jody just... talked about at the one one of the headlines, I guess, over the summer after the Leafs got eliminated, was more around the Leafs lacked that killer instinct. Two years ago or three years ago was defense. Then it was grit. Now it's killer instinct, which appears to me, in my mind, is the easy easy excuse at the end of the day. Uh, Marner got beat up pretty bad over the summer. Like that guy is he's probably going to play on the top line for Team Canada or pretty close to it. Um, any thoughts on that piece, like? what that killer instinct looks like because uh, they had enough veteran presence in that dressing room. I think to get them over the top, at least past the first round because nine, nine times out of 10 Montreal do not beat Toronto in that first round. No, I agree with you, Patty. I mean, the, uh, but again, it's something that has to be learned. You know, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. something that you just uh, open up a can uh, of tuna and all of a sudden out pops killer instinct. And you get to devour it, and uh, everybody enjoys it, and then you go on. So, I mean, this is it's a, it's a difficult thing to to explain, I guess, and and it's a difficult thing to to harness. Um, but you have to go through this kind of build up and 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 
and, and depression, if you will, of it not happening. Um, but then you, you, know, you, you, you have to be true to the core that you think that can get you there. And at this particular point, Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan and everybody else have felt that this is the group. And, um, you know, I think they've made some good decisions in the offseason, uh, augmenting the group. And I think that that's one of the things that I think we're going to see that I'm, I'm excited about. Uh, uh, I know they lost Zach Hyman, but I think Nick Ritchie and, uh, and Michael Bunting uh, are going to be key contributors offensively. I think David Camp is going to provide them with something that they've really never had, and that is a shutdown center iceman. Um, yes. And uh, uh, Tasha, I think, will be a, a contributor as well. So um, I think their depth is there. I think they've made some good moves to replace people who are uh, have moved on, uh, and we'll wait and see. Yeah. No, we, we talked about that at length, too, in one of our previous episodes this uh, before – and well, to end off our last season, basically, we talked about the departure of Hyman and, and how much that would have cost the team to keep him. You know, what you would have had to, you know, everyone sees a, a player departure, but no one thinks about what you wouldn't be able to have in the future if you did sign Zach Hyman to that kind of money. And uh, and I'll be one of those guys who came into the season, when I looked at the team on paper before I seen any skates hit the ice, I said, this team is not as good as it was last year at the end of the season. That was my first initial take. Having watched the whole preseason and dissected it to death, I actually think the team's gotten better. I, uh, I I really believe that Dubas and company has brought in some pieces that it's not a matter of one person replacing one person and it being uh, an equal trade. But when you look right down through the through the depth of of the of the team, there's no question to me that it's a better team on the ice. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I uh, you know everybody is all uh, and rightly so impressed with Zach Hyman's work ethic. And, and he, he scored 20 goals and, and, and worked hard, um, you know. But you know what? There are a lot of guys that can work hard. And there are a lot of people that are going to be involved uh, and do things maybe a little bit differently than what Zach did. But I think that Bunting and, uh, and Richie are going to bring different pieces. I think Bunting may be a better scorer than uh, Hyman was. And Richie is certainly going to bring more of a physical presence oh, big time. than yeah. what Zach did. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, there are all these little things that are going to have to be pieced together, and uh, we'll see how it all turns out. But, um, you know, again, you know, uh, <laughs> this is a really, really, really good league. And you That's can right. plug in people uh, that make it to this league and, uh, and get some pretty dramatic results. Yep. Yeah. No. Is I, your uh, leaf this year, Joe? That you think they're going to miss more than more than not? I like everybody talks about Hyman. and I think Bogosian in particular is a big loss. Yes. If there's any concern that I have going into the season, is that five six pairing? I'm I'm glad they're giving the kids Sandy and Lilligren a chance because like that's got to happen sooner rather than later. And maybe I can see at the deadline, at the trade deadline, you go out and get that Bogosian type piece again. Um, but I, I, I think of all the players, throw Freddie into the mix. But Goshen's that guy that changes up that defense, who was very good, like a very good defensive core last year. Yeah, I, agree. I, I agree with you. He was, he was, uh, he, he brought some physicality back there that really Jake Musson was only the one that provided that. Uh, I, and I agree with you that that's something that uh, at the trade deadline that they might try to explore again. 
but Rasmus Sandin's a first round pick and he's been yeah. in this organization and paid his dues uh, and is a real good uh, puck moving defenseman. And, and, yeah. and he's a good defensive, he's good defensively as well. Now he's not gonna drop the gloves and, and you know, pound heads, but uh, you know, in the regular season and stuff like that, I, that's really not something that you're gonna have to do. They've got no. other people that can certainly handle that and Simmons and Richie and, and uh, others, but um, I, I think that their defense and their, their defense and their goaltending last year uh, was much, much better. And yeah. those are the things I think you hang your hat on that is this team improving? And the answer to that was a dramatic yes. Uh, shots on goal dramatically reduced, goals mm -hmm. against dramatically reduced, uh, winning streaks that Jack Campbell went on. Um, he made himself and made Frederick Anderson, uh, you know, uh, expendable. And uh, I think the addition of Peter Morazic will give them a, a real good one-two punch instead of us always worried about is Freddie going to be all right because we don't have anybody that can possibly fill in for him. Well, that certainly isn't the case as far as the Leafs are concerned at this particular point. And uh, having the two of them is going to be a, a big bonus. So I think that we're going to see with Camp um, there as far as a defensive uh, cutdown uh, centerman. Um, also the penalty kill. I think he's going to be a, a key contributor, especially in the faceoff circle, as well as penalty killing. I can see this team being better defensively than they were a year ago, which was a dramatic improvement over what they were the previous three or four years. Yeah, I still feel like Amadio should be mentioned on face-off circle too. I think if he comes up and gets the call up and stays, he's looking really good on face-offs as well. Yeah. The one kid that we lost today was Adam Brooks. Yes. That's what Boy, I was just going to ask. How do you feel I about that? Hate, oh, I hate well, it. We hate it too. That, yeah, that man. And it had to be Montreal. Yeah, well, <laughs> but uh, he was, no matter how much he played, uh, how little or wherever he was slotted in, he produced points. And uh, mm -hmm. I was very impressed with him. And I, re I and it's really, a, 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 it's a salary cap situation, right? Um, they they yeah. can't afford to have, uh, you know, a lot of people with the big club uh, and they were trying to hopefully uh, sneak him through to get him down with the Marlies so that they could uh, bring him up later. But I, yeah. he was, uh, I thought he was going to be a real key depth guy. And now the depth is uh, in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's already Montreal's best player, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I seen a tweet today and it was something like, it's funny how. Leafs, you know, depth players, we'll call them, are picked up constantly on waivers while other teams, I forget exactly how it was written, but how other teams, similar players slide through their like butter or something, right? And it's so true. Every time we put a good or a decent player on waivers, it's, I was surprised it wasn't Vancouver today, to be honest, because they <laughs> seem to take all of our leftovers. <laughs> but yeah, Montreal. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, one of the things uh, that's always very interesting, and, and we dissect people here to the nth degree, um, is to uh, talk to other team scouts. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think of so and so? And and you often get a very dramatic different of difference of opinion, uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to, oh, I don't know about this guy. 
and and they're high on them. and and you know the, I mean obviously uh, uh, there are scouts every night uh, by the dozens that are at Scotiabank Arena watching and uh, you know they they uh, they make their notes and they make good good decisions and and Adam Brooks will be a a, a real good piece to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, yeah, it'd be oh, no. good no matter where he goes. Well, that year that they drafted all the overagers, I really bought it to the strategy. I'm like, you throw enough darts at the board, one will stick. And when they drafted those guys, and I, I followed Brooks along through the entirety of his of his time with the Leafs, and he just continually impressed me, and it was sad to see him go. But yeah. we we digress another piece out. We got to look at what's coming yeah. back in. So. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm curious, Joe, what you think about uh, Rasmus Sandin's role at the club this year. Obviously, we know where he's starting. He's starting in the sixth pair. But do you do you foresee him moving up the lineup through the season, or because he uh, certainly has a potential? I, I I can see him being utilized a lot on the power play. Uh, yes. And, and whichever unit is working um, the best, uh, will see the ice time improved or decreased to that extent. Um, you know, I mean, there, there are going to be injuries. There's going to be uh, uh, different things go on. But I think it's, it's a, a big opportunity for him, especially knowing that if I have a bad shift or I have a bad game, I'm not going back. Uh, I'm here. And, and I'm here on merit. And uh, my confidence level is going to show through that. So I think that's an important aspect of it. And I think that... Uh, um, he'll do fine. Uh, he moves the puck extraordinarily well. He's a great skater um, and very smart. Um, he'll be fine. Yeah. No. What do you think about um, potentially Lilligren stealing Dermot's spot on the roster? Um, that'll be interesting. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the issue again is that they can't keep a lot of guys sitting with the big club because they oh. have this issue with the salary cap. So um, that will be a, a juggling match that's going to go on. Uh, and because Timothy can still be sent down without having to go through waivers, I mean, I can see him. And it does, it does no one any good to sit in the press box and watch other people play. Um, so yeah. the is going to have a full schedule. He's a, a trolley car fare away from uh, joining the team if needed. So I, I can see him playing and playing a lot with uh, the Marlies. And... Uh, you know, there, there'll be opportunities and, uh, uh, you know, Travis Dermott has paid his dues as well and, and probably is a little more physical than, than uh, uh, Timothy is, but it'll be interesting to see. I think they're going to need, you know, seven, eight defensemen sooner or later throughout the course yep. of the season because of the injuries and things that go on. Yeah. Yep. I'd be quite happy to see Lilligren getting a regular shift, you know, like I think that's what he's, that's, that's the next step in his progression. All this in and out is not helping him any. He needs to continue to develop, and you only do that if you're going to play. So yeah. I'd really like to see you, him against NHL talent night in, night out, and see what he's yeah. got, right? You can't get used to playing in the NHL without playing in the NHL. So he's well, going to have to do it some time or another. You need someone to not play well or to get injured yeah. to give you that yeah. opportunity and and then when opportunity knocks you've got a season and uh, yeah. uh you know he'll get it he'll get some time he'll get playing time this year there's no question about it yeah. so we talked about guys going down what about guys coming up i mean everyone was surprised when uh robertson hit the marley's so early on in the cuts um i'm fully expecting to see him in the blue and white 
again very, very shortly with the big club. Um, any thoughts on, on Nick's progression, how he's been doing so far? Well, where are we going to put him? That's the problem. The first or second line? Yeah. Probably not. Right? That's where he suit not. best. So yeah. is he going to play on the checking line with uh, Camp and others? Probably exactly. not. Exactly. So no. Now you have him playing with Wayne Simmons and Jason Spezza, if in fact that's where it is, and not getting an awful lot of ice time to do that. Um, yeah. You know, they, they've already had a major injury as far as someone who might have been in top six with uh, Ilya Mikheyev gone for eight weeks. Yes. So, you know, I would say that, you know, t uh, Nick is probably making sure that he's not talking to a, a, a young lady for hours on end on his phone because it's liable to ring rather quickly uh, by uh, by somebody yeah. who is giving him a call. So, that's right. you know, that's... that's Again, you have to be, and for years, we would bring the highest scoring minor player from the Marlies or, or, or the Baby Leafs up and plug him into the fourth line and give him three minutes of ice time. And then go, yeah. you know, you didn't show much. Yeah, it so didn't score. Go back down. Well, thanks a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never got the puck, which was really too bad. But yeah, you know, if you'd have. Uh, it just really showed something in the two and a half minutes we let you play. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we might keep you yeah. up, but so you, uh, you, you know, until you need somebody in that kind of top six area, uh, Nick's better served playing day in and day out with the Marlies. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree right. Go ahead, Penny. Yeah, yeah, Ron. If you recall, last week we chatted about that uh, with Carly as well. I remember watching the Baby Leafs back in the day, and you had. Brandon Convery there, you had Andrew McKim, you had a lot of top talent who uh, who did very well at the AHL level, and they would never come up. I can never remember a prospect um, coming up. Maybe Joe Sacco or someone like that came yeah. up, and uh, they would land on the third and fourth line, and none of those guys ever made it. Yannick Pro was probably the only one that came Dempsey up and landed in, a, in an offensive role, but uh, mm. how many prospects did they go through over the years that didn't really make it because they they were not in the right place. Well, yeah. I'm glad what they're doing with Robertson. And he's only 20. Yeah. The other thing is, is that, you know, the Leafs have stockpiled some some talent from high high picks. Uh, Lilligren and Sandine, uh, Robertson, all of these guys have been, uh, you know, uh, utilized with high picks. So, um, yeah, the, the, their talent is there. Um, Nick, Nick needs to get bigger and more solid on his skates. Obviously, he can shoot the puck and has a, a good imagination with it. Um, but he needs to play with people that can understand and augment uh, that kind of talent. And that's not playing on the fourth line with a bunch of uh, pluggers or whatever. It's no, that's right. six minutes. No, it's not going to do anything for him. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I said, uh, I said, I don't think he would have even been called up last year had there been anybody ahead of him to call up. Just last year, we never had much in regards to depth, and yeah. he was the next man up. And I think if it wasn't for that, he probably wouldn't have had any games with the big club yet. Just because he's personally, I mean, there's no doubt he can't do it or he can do it. You know what I mean? But I just don't think he's ready per se. Or, yeah, who do you take out to put him in? That's, yeah, that's, like there's unless we have significant injuries or like you said, there's with Mikhaev going down, that does bring up a question. But there is still someone who can step up, and until they prove they can't do it, he's 
good to stay where he is in my opinion but yeah guys we're running a little short on time i'm gonna I'll give Joe one last one because I, I love to put Joe on the spot at least once. It's no fun <laughs> if we don't put him on the spot somewhat. But I'm going to let him choose because he's the guest. I'll give you three topics, Joe, and you can comment on one. I'll let you choose the topic. Okay. This, is, this section is going to be called Bold Predictions by Joe Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got three things. First and foremost, how many goals do you think Matthews can score in a full 82-game season at his current, at his current abilities? Uh, second, being the future of Riley, which I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole if it was me. And uh, for, and third and foremost, can they get through the, to the uh, to the uh, second round this year? Is this the year? Well, you can choose all three if you want, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I think Austin Matthews is going to score better than certainly better than the club record uh, that Rick Bybee holds for goal scoring. I, I would I would think he he is in a position if healthy, and they're obviously taking their time with his wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's healthy. He's going to score 60 times this year, I think. Yeah, it'd be um, Morgan Riley is a, that's a difficult question. Um, I tell you, it the keeps problem, me awake. The problem that arises is, uh, is, is salary cap. Yeah. And if yeah. the cap doesn't go up, then there is a major problem. Um, and, and that will be, uh, that will have to be addressed at that time. And what was the third one you were asking? Ken, is this the year they, oh, they, they the get year. over the hump? Absolutely. Absolutely. All this right. is the year. This is it. This last yes. Year. But you know what? Hey, hope springs eternal in the human breast. And why wouldn't it be? Um, I I fully believe that you you have to experience the kind of uh, setback that they had last year when they were favored. The first time that they were really favored. And they were favored. Yeah. And they were a better team. And oh, they God, were yes, disappointed yes. deeply by oh, what, yeah. what transpired. So I, I really think that uh, the idea of mental toughness having to be force-fed to you rather than just picking up a book and reading about it, uh, I right. think that, that that is something that will um, that will augur well for them when they get to the postseason. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. in true Joe Bowen fashion, he didn't duck any of the questions. He took them all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. always appreciate it, Joe. Guys, oh, you got anything uh, else for Joe before we uh, before we let him uh, go on his merry yeah, way? Yeah, your uh, your favorite Newfoundlander, Dustin Mercer, made the lineup, eh? Yes, yes, yes cracked the lineup. Yep. that's awesome to see. He's playing a really good uh, exhibition. So yeah, yep, yeah, been watching him. Sure. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's about it. I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Well, I love your. I was going to say, I was just going to say, I love that you have um, all this faith because it makes me feel faithful <laughs> oh, warm and fuzzy uh, you know what it's yeah. a whole new year it's a whole new year and, it's true uh, you know what uh, any like i'm a huge notre dame fan own the green bay packers a boston red sox fan and guess what there are a lot more depressing moments than victorious ones and that's the nature true. of professional sport where you can't win it all the time and it's a difficult thing to do so you better enjoy the ride. Enjoy yeah, I've the been ride. giving a, all my friends that are not. I think we're going to uh, have a hell of a ride. All my friends I are not Leafs so. fans and are Jays fans. I'm trying to talk them through it. Say, man, I've been here before. <laughs> Young <laughs> offense, right. all the flash, all the promise. Yep. And coming up short, I was like, uh, take it easy. Yeah. It doesn't take get much. Deep breath. We'll be fine. So, Joel, right. if, it's, if yeah. you had to choose now Stanley Cup for the Leafs this year or fighting Irish Championship, which would you choose? Oh, I've seen the Irish win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. 
I'll wait. I'll wait for I'll wait for a Leaf Stanley Cup. Right. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, I'll as... be coming to Toronto. Yeah, I'll be coming up, and yeah, I'll be coming to see you. So. Perfect. Perfect. It's hopefully it's happening soon and in a non pandemic way, hopefully. Yeah. So the world can actually celebrate. I feel like that's though. why it well, exactly. But I feel like that's kind of why it didn't happen last year. That was not meant to happen with no fans. We Nobody do cares. not deserve that. No. <laughs> we yeah. deserve to be Indeed, there. The so absolutely. Yeah. 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 For the so, record, I would have taken it, though. <laughs> yes. I mean, oh, God. Yes. So <laughs> no, never <laughs> say never <laughs> or nothing, I should say. Mm-hmm. But. Thanks for coming on again, Joe. Hopefully, we'll get My you pleasure. on again. Yeah, that's awesome. Everybody out there. Yeah, no, uh, we had a lot of a lot of people from the Rock have asked about you and, and how you're doing and if you'll be back on again. So we really appreciate you taking the time to pop yeah. on and yeah. and a little bit of insight into this this upcoming season. So again, yeah. sir, thank you very much. We'll be in touch down the road, I'm sure. Thanks, Joe. Yes. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Take care. All right, guys. That's our good friend Joe Bowen. Imagine your good friend is Joe Bowen. Yeah. Friend of the show, voice to Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Joe doesn't do a podcast. I have Joe Bowen in my phone as a contact. Like, how cool is that? I don't have that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. He's awesome. uh... (laughs) Just just important people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Joe Joe never disappoints ever in life in anything. I I mean, the guy is is a class act. He doesn't do a lot of this kind of stuff. And uh, he's he's got a strong connection with Newfoundland and the people here. And he's always had a mad respect for Newfoundlanders. And the fact that he takes time to do this for virtually a bunch of nobodies in the podcasting world uh, speaks volumes. We appreciate it so much. Speaks volumes of the quality of guy, right? So, no, we can't say enough good about Joe. Uh, Also... Uh, we wouldn't be getting this far to have Joe on if it wasn't for PHG Sports. So, again, a big thank you to uh, to Todd and the gang at PHG. Yeah, so I was talking to Todd uh, just a couple of days ago, actually, when we, were, when we were chatting about the podcast and where we want to go and everything else. And uh, he's planning on coming on for an episode to chat some Leafs oh, hockey nice. with us. So oh, he'll fun. likely be, awesome. if, we, if we can make it happen, uh, Todd will likely be our next guest or at least in our next couple of guests uh we're hoping to get uh, get uh, todd on early in the season so look forward to that again class active a guy and uh and we can't wait to chat with him and he's a huge lease fan massive so um awesome. yeah check out those guys uh com, and don't forget to check out their facebook site um you'll get phg on facebook just give it a search and uh you'll get all the updates as to which costco they're heading to next and uh, where you can expect to see them in the future and of course, any promotions they've got on, on the go and any signings, because they're constantly dealing with the athletes uh, up close and personal and getting those, uh, those items signed that uh, you've been dying to have. So keep an eye to, uh, to their website as well as Facebook. So yeah, guys, if you get a chance to check us out, uh, you can get us on uh, www.facebook.com slash That carries all of our content, memes, articles, the podcast, just about everything that we roll out, calls out through our Facebook page. You can also get us at uh, Sally Deke. That's on Twitter, at Sally Deke. And, uh, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, which most of our, our viewers slash listeners do, you can catch us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Play, and you name it. Uh, you search uh, Deke Snipe Sally on any of your providers, you're likely going to get us. So, Again, guys, uh, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And uh, if you haven't already, hit the old subscribe button. Maybe even a like and a share wouldn't uh, wouldn't hurt you. So we really appreciate your support. So I guess we'll shut her down, guys. Peace out. Yes. Yeah.